everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Now, some features are not available in all states, but that's okay. In the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off of their MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, everyday True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save your time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Cool. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to AfterBuzz, a brand new show here, Scorpion. And I will be your host for this season, I believe. Uh, my name is Nando Velasquez. And across from me for today is Monsi Bolano. Hi. Hi. I never worked with you before. Never. Never at all. So awesome. this is going to be awesome. We, we also have other people who will be on the show. But as for today, we were just the two of us yep. doing solo. But I think it's enough. There's a lot to talk about. Really? So it's really, really awesome. By the way, that song was The Geeks uh, Will Inherit the Earth by... I Fight Dragons, I believe it's called. So I, They don't have a theme song yet. They so don't. No, I figured yeah. that was appropriate for this song. I agree. Let me put my glasses on here. So anyway. Uh, he just wants to look like a genius. Like I want to look like a genius. Show. Yeah, I might as well look more nerdy <laughs> for this show. Uh, not that I don't look nerdy in real life. But the glasses help. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to wear glasses next week. So I, uh, let's just start off. I just want to start off by saying... Um, from looking at all the new fall shows, I really loved this one. I I became a fan right away. It seems to have a lot. Uh, they described it as Big Bang Theory meets the CBS procedural. <laughs> like The Big Bang <laughs> right. Theory go on cases and solve problems. Uh, what do you think? I totally agree. I actually did. I knew it was about a story about geniuses, but I was like, I'm not going to look further into it. I'm just going to watch the show really? and see what happens. Mm. And it was one of those shows that I, I told you while we were watching it, I stopped writing because I was so into the yeah. episode and it moved so quickly. It was so witty. It wasn't just what I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. It surpassed my expectations. Yeah. On the I, pilot. I would say, yeah, that, uh, even though when I, when I saw all the, uh, trailers, uh, cause, cause this show actually, this pilot, uh, this was the pilot and it was shot for Upfront in May. So this has already been shot a couple of months ago. And then of course CBS picked it up. So they started doing episodes after this, but usually the pilot's always a little more choppy. Right. It can be a little off. And then mm-hmm. once, once we start seeing a couple more episodes, it gets into the groove. But I really, like I said, I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, the cast, 
the only notable people that that you'd know right away that I'm sure people recognize is Catherine McPhee yeah. and Robert Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine McPhee, who was most recently in Smash, and that only lasted what two or three seasons, I believe. Two, I think. Two C. Unfortunately, I know I was. A I fan stopped of that. watching after the first one because I was like, this. It just it lost yeah, me. I, I was a fan, but I. I with all the other shows I watch, like on AfterBuzz, I stopped watching right. too. There's I'll, a lot I'll catch of up. Good I will television. Ca- yeah, there's a lot of good TV. Yeah, so the yeah. ones that are good, yeah. that are just good, mm-hmm. you lose. And then, uh, and then Robert Patrick, I think uh, people recognize him right away. I mean, mm-hmm. his most notable uh, thing that he's ever done was uh, Terminator. Too, right. Judgment Day. So he's he's aging pretty yeah. gracefully, I'd but say. It, it looks just like him, though. Like you know, yes, he is aging, but it's him. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the lead. He's been in some shows before. You might recognize him. He was in World War Z. I remember him as a doctor in World War Z. Yes. Elias Gabel, uh, British actor. And in fact, I believe I, I feel like they set up the opening in Ireland, yeah, with Walter O'Brien as a little kid to kind of just just to kind of set up. Oh, if his accents goes a little wonky, <laughs> wonky, you could say, yeah, he was from overseas, right? So, uh, but let's get started on the show uh, because we'll talk about everybody else as we go along, and we have some news and gossip, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we open up pretty much with the, I guess, the origin story of Walter O'Brien meeting uh, meeting Robert Patrick's character, which is Gabe Cal. Uh, Cabe Gallo, excuse me. Gallo. And, uh, you know, they, uh, apparently, uh, young Walter wanted to get the blueprints for the shuttle. To on put his, on his wall. To put on his wall. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, this seemed like very, like, what, early 90s? They didn't say, they didn't say a year, but it seemed like it was probably early 90s based yeah. on ages and everything. Right. And it makes sense. And, and the one thing I thought I, I want to bring up, cause it, it comes into play later, is, uh, he had this really funky sweater when he's, uh, when, when they, when the, uh, when the, when the government agents Balt, Balt in, I guess it was the, uh, FBI. Yeah. Um, they, they, they go in there, or CIA, excuse me. They go in there and pretty much he's got, uh, a, a, a extradition paper. <laughs> yeah. He's got an extradition paper and an immunity agreement yeah. to show them how he hacked into NASA. Right. So, incredibly brilliant kid, and he has this goofy, fluffy blue sweater with planets on it uh-huh. to just show he's a big space geek and right. into the planets. Exactly. It's like, oh, of course, NASA goes right with the sweater. <laughs> of course. with the, It looked like a Christmas sweater. Yes. Like his mom made him a Christmas sweater and said, oh, I'm going to put Saturn and the planets <laughs> on it. So I thought it was really, really cool. And that was a quick two-minute introduction to show, uh, show how Walter O'Brien was a kid genius who did something amazing mm-hmm. as a little kid and his introduction to his relationship with uh, Gabe Gallo. C- yeah. Cabe Gallo. The C and the G are going to mess me up, so forgive me, guys, <laughs> if I mess up a name. It's the first show. Uh, anyway, so we end up uh, seeing uh, Walter in modern day, mm-hmm. and he is uh, on a date somewhat, or, or he's breaking up with his uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Janice Keller is the name we read. Yes, but she had that coat on. The coat it looked like could have been a lab technician. Could have been so many different things. Yeah, yeah. A pharmacist, lab technician, doctor of some sort. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought. Um, I mean, really cute girl, and right. and obviously, I mean, I'm I'm not. You you're probably a better judge than me at this, Monty. <laughs> just to say, I mean, I'll I'll go for the girls, but yeah. you know, uh, as far as guys, like, he's looking pretty cute, right? Like he can. He's cute. He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, obviously, he's a leading man for a right. network show. He better be cute. Yeah. And uh, and apparently, you know, he's cute enough to get a girl, but right. not keep her. And uh, he just doesn't know how to uh, relate to her her emotionally. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. If somebody broke up with me and gave me a document <laughs> as to how I would be feeling, <laughs> I I don't know. Mm. I feel I would punch him. I, I don't know. She, how do you deal with a genius? He gave her a decision tree. 
Right. So instead of flowers, it gives her a decision tree to help her uh, to connect with her emotional state of what's going to happen when they break up. Right. Because and then, he can't connect yeah. emotionally. And then to boot, he's he's on a job. We, we discover that this genius who hacked into NASA is actually fixing wireless in diners. That's right. his that's his gig right yeah. now. So she storms out, cute girl storms out, and uh and we get to meet uh Catherine McPhee's mm-hmm. character, Paige, Paige, the waitress, and she has her son there and Mr. Giannakos. So Giannakos, I have yeah. no idea if we're gonna see him again, uh based <laughs> on, on the ending of the pilot, but yeah. just worth mentioning, you know, uh nice Greek. Nice Greek uh, owner yeah, for a diner. Of, afraid of immigration status. <laughs> afraid, as we discover, he might be there illegally. illegally yeah. Business owner who's there illegally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we get to see uh, we get to see Walter and uh, fix the wireless, no problem at all. Really easy for someone as brilliant as him. And we also get to see, which I think is really cute, we get to see him start to connect with uh, Paige's kid. Right. So, which Ralph. I thought. Ralph, which yeah. I thought was really, really, you know, he saw, mm-hmm. we, we saw later on that he was playing chess with the salt and, pe- salt and pepper shaker and yeah. the jelly packets and yeah. everything, but we saw the beginnings of that. Right. I there. didn't know that's what he was doing. I was like, he has to be doing something intelligently. I don't know how to play <laughs> chess, so clearly I wouldn't have known unless there was chess it pieces. Was, it was more than checkers. It definitely was more than checkers. Definitely. There was yeah. more, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get to see, we get to see a little empathy, actually, a first sign of empathy. Uh, I, I believe, you know, Walter sees a kindred spirit in mm-hmm. Ralph. So he, uh, he decides to, to, you know, nurture him a little bit and play around with him and he gives Paige some advice and he also tells Mr. Giannakos not to yell at him. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of cute. You know, after all, Walter's obviously the hero of this whole thing. So he's gotta, he's gotta have a good heart uh, when it comes Mm -hmm. to that. And then we get to see the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. So let's go over the team because I think it's obviously really, really important. Uh, so there, there are three other members in the team. We first meet, uh, Sylvester and Happy. And Happy. And Happy is hacking uh, or, or rather, she's trying to steal electricity. Yes, because they haven't paid for it. Because they haven't paid their bills. And, <laughs> and my, your first impressions of Happy. What do you think of Happy? In a, a little uh, too intense. I, I don't know. I, I felt like she was very. She was like, "I'm the woman, and I have to stand my ground." Yeah, you know. She's played by Jaden Wong, and and yeah, I mean, my first impression. I, I don't know. We were talking about it a little mm-hmm. bit, like, like uh, hopefully. I mean, this is the pilot, so right. things get will get adjusted, perhaps. But I almost felt like she was just way. I, I think she was supposed to be strong, but she was way too strong. Right. Yeah. yeah way too strong. And uh, you, you said it, and and sorry if it sounds stereotypical. <laughs> I'm not trying to call you on throw you under the bus, but I agree. You said it. I was like, oh yeah, they have to have an. You know, you have genius on a show you have to have one of them as an Asian you have to but but the fact that it was a female mechanical progeny right uh, was was different mm-hmm. was a nice little swerve yeah so I thought that was really interesting but again she's got the leather jacket on yeah and she's, she's intense she's a little she's a little too intense exactly uh, they all are socially awkward so I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a character choice that she that's her way of being socially right. awkward coming across really really in your face mm-hmm. but still thought it was just a little that, that's the one that's the one character I'm really curious about we'll right. see but like you said it's a pilot yeah you know we'll see how her character develops yeah 
Uh, but yeah, I agree. She was the one that kind of stood out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah. Like, it, it just was a little bit off from everyone else mm-hmm. and the, the chemistry. She grew on me later on. I'll mm-hmm. say when. She grew on me a little bit later on in the end. So I'm sure it's just a little bit of a, of a you know, just, yeah. just trying to throw everyone in the pilot. Cause, cause the purpose of this show also of, of a pilot when they, when they create one is to put as much information as possible to sell it to the broadcast networks so that they get, they get every character, right. every relationship. They understand there's no ambi, uh, there's nothing ambiguous about the show. Right. So I get that they wanted to say, okay, here's her character. Go, Go. you know, it's show true. it. Yeah. So the other character we get to see right away is Sylvester mm-hmm. and, uh, Sylvester Dodd. He's playing by Ari Stidham, if I'm saying his name correctly. Stidham, yeah. Yeah, Stidham. And, uh, he is, he, they, they called him a human calculator. Mm-hmm. And we definitely see, uh, he's got, he, he is your typical nerd out of the whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. He looks the most like the typical nerd, right. like the lovable, typical yeah. nerdy Somebody guy. Somebody like from high school, you'd be like, that's the nerd in my class. Yeah. Very, up to the yes. way he's dressed and very yes. neurotic. Uh, not to say that the typical nerd is neurotic, but he, he obviously is incredibly brilliant, but mm-hmm. he's saddled, you could tell out of everybody, he's saddled with the most social, uh, ineptitude. Yes. And the most, like, he, he obviously has OCD. We yes. see that. He was distracted by numbers, crunching numbers, so he didn't mm-hmm. pay any of the bills, and he actually forgot where he put the cash to pay <laughs> right. the bills. And, uh, and then we see the fourth character, who, uh, very interesting. I actually like him a lot, Toby. Yeah. Who is the, uh, I, I wrote it down. They, they said a couple of, they called him a couple of different things. Uh, he's the behaviorist. He's a Harvard trained behaviorist. Yeah. And they also said he's a world class shrink. And, yeah. uh, he reminds me of, and I can't remember the name of the, the character, but the, the TV show Lie to Me was all about like trying to read body language. Mm-hmm. This, this is a guy who can totally read body language. He can, he can get oh, clues. Yeah. Really, really awesome. Very like uh, awesome detective. Yeah. But he also has obviously a gambling problem. <laughs> and I, I get the idea that he's just a little too cocky because he can read people. So, yes. so I think he's just a little too cocky. He doesn't realize yeah. it. You know that you see that in the hat. <laughs> yeah. And the hat. I got the hat. I got the hat. I'm I got, always on point. That's yeah. What he said. <laughs> I'm always on point because I got the hat. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to be a really, really interesting character. And if it was killing me who this guy was because he also reminded me, he actually reminded me of a friend of mine, but, uh, but he, he turns out to be Eddie K. Thomas, who if you're not familiar with the name, You'd know him from all the American Pie movies. Right. So I thought that was really, really awesome. Uh, you know, it, that, that, you know, we have someone, I, I didn't know what happened to him since the American Pie movies. Yeah. So it's great that he got Such this role. Such a good role. change. Such a good change. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Believable. Absolutely. Yeah. Believable. So anyway, so, uh, Toby's running back from the guys that he, that he swindled out of a poker, poker yeah. game because he was able to read their tells right. and see their pupils dilate, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Cape Gallo comes, uh, and rescues them. And we see that whatever happened between the beginning of the show with the that, that flashback in Ireland right. and present day, obviously there was no um, no love for uh, Kay Gallo from uh, Walter. Yeah, my favorite part of that was when Walter tells him it's very difficult for someone who has a photographic memory or like a, just you know somebody a genius like Walter yeah. to forget. Or put it aside. Yeah. Or move on and let it go. He's like, I, I don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> and it's absolutely. so true. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, these people are so damn, so smart yeah. that they don't, you know, they don't suffer fools gladly. Right. And he felt he got fooled. He said, I got yeah. fooled once before. You expect Not, me to just jump right again, in and yeah. do it again. You know, he learns from his mistakes. That's yes. what a genius does. They figure out where they make mistakes 
and they correct them and they look at and and in his case in particular he looks at relationships in that same way that he right. would look at any problem that he's trying to solve mm-hmm. you know just as facts and figures and doesn't really know how to connect yes so uh so anyway so the the premise for the pilot pretty much and what gets them all together is the fact that due to a software upgrade a buggy mm-hmm. software upgrade at LAX over which we're very familiar with Los Angeles being here, <laughs> uh, that there was a glitch and and apparently it caused a malfunction which shut down communications between the control towers over at LAX, Burbank, and um, they said one one more. I want to say Long Beach. It has to be. It's probably Long Beach. It has to be. Uh, but the three major airports around here, in pretty the, much, mm-hmm. are those three. Uh, between those three uh, airports and fifty six planes up in the sky, right. and that if they don't figure this out and they don't rectify the problem, that uh, all the people in these 56 uh, uh, planes will be crashing once fuel runs out. They will all die. Yeah. Bodies all over the place. L.A. will be... Uh, 20,000 people. 20,000 people. Yeah, L.A. will be a graveyard. Yeah. Uh, so this is the premise. So, of course, uh, at first... Walter declines, but after we we get to see that these four people, as brilliant as they are, are not smart when it comes to handling money either. Right. So fifty thousand dollars, and and also some goodwill. The fact mm-hmm. that they they do have hearts uh, finally gets them to uh, gets Walter to agree. Yeah. So which I think was really good. And uh, just moving along, they end up uh, figuring out that they think they can't get to LAX in time, but they figure out let's go to a Wi-Fi station because that's what they need. Because that's what they need. Wi-Fi connection. That's they all just, they need. That's all they need. Yeah. And they didn't have their own electricity technically. Right. So, and they were already traveling when they figured this whole brilliant plan out. So, uh, and they were talking, oh, and by the way, they were talking to the air traffic controller LAX, which yeah. I loved was, uh, Ernie Hudson yes. was the guy in charge. Yeah. Um, uh, was that Mr. Pike or that was Captain Pike was the, uh, captain from before. But anyway, yeah, Ernie Hudson. So I totally loved seeing him. Uh, Ghostbusters 30th anniversary. He's, I know. He's always good. <laughs> so anyway, so they decide to go to the place where he just fixed Wi-Fi that he knows because he did the job himself. Right. Super reliable. Uh, probably no other reason for him to show up at all, even though you could tell he had a little thing already going on oh, at the yeah. page. And uh, and the whole group go over there and they commandeer the diner. Mm-hmm. Really fun scene. Mr. Giannakos is like, immigration, oh no, I'm yeah. a little nervous. <laughs> Runs out, makes Paige in charge. Makes money. In the process. And makes a lot of money. Makes, yeah. Dude, that's, that's pretty impressive. Right? I gotta admit, having that kind of a job, like, if he's just throwing money around. $50,000 to eat you. Here, here, we're gonna use your diner. Here's a bag full, here's a envelope full of money. Money, yeah. You see the hundreds just spilling out. Right. I'm like, of course, I, I would be like, yeah, everybody out. Yeah. Everybody out. <laughs> and I would do the same thing. If I was worried about immigration, I'd make my <laughs> waitress stay. You close it up. If I had a waitress and I was worried about immigration, yeah, I'd make her stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> We get to see a little more with Paige and Walter. Nice little interaction. Uh, we get to see, you know, it, everyone else has a specific job and, and Walter seems to be the hacker, but mm-hmm. Walter has, he, he said his IQ was, I believe, 196 and Einstein's was 180. Yes. So he seems to be well-rounded on many things because mm-hmm. of the way he was reading Paige with her fingernail polish. Right. And, uh, yeah, fingernail polish and just obviously the her fact. shoes, his, uh, yes, Ralph's shoes. shoes. Um, her bags under her eyes. Yeah. Or the, he's like, clearly you're not in sunlight. You're working two jobs. Yeah. Like, oh, he just completely dissected her. That was a very Toby type of thing to do. Yes. I feel like the way he was reading her mm-hmm. and she didn't think he was a hundred percent right because of the husband thing or, right. or the father thing. But, uh, and, and because apparently Ralph paints, paints her, her nails, paints her nails, yeah. but still a beautiful scene. And then, yeah. and then they also discover that, uh, 
that the kid Ralph is a genius, mm-hmm. and Sylvester was apparently a grandmaster chess player. Yeah, and, and got beaten by eight, a little boy in eight moves. Eight moves. In eight moves. Eight moves. So, and of course, you know, it's so funny. I would be, I would be competitive, but Sylvester is like, oh my god, this kid's brilliant. Yeah. Even, even <laughs> Sylvester's like, I love this kid. Yeah, excited he, about it. <laughs> he beat me in chess. So, yeah. uh, really, really funny. Um, so anyway, so we get to see, uh, we get to see a little interaction with the two of them. We definitely see th- sparks. Oh yeah. You know, we know it's setting up for mm-hmm. some sparks between, uh, Walter and Paige. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the kid Ralph has a lot to do with that too because, uh, you know, I think, I think Walter said it best. She wears, no name brands and the kid is wearing orthopedics. He's wearing, mm-hmm. you know, all of the money's going to, to him. him. So she cares. He's the biggest thing in her life yeah. is her son. So, uh, and, and obviously Walter sees a kindred spirit right. as he says uh, later on when, when Ralph mm-hmm. starts talking to him. So, uh, we definitely get to see that little triangle and uh, we see, we see a lot more of it later on. But anyway, um, we end up discovering that the only way they could uh, solve this problem is to find the backup server. Mm-hmm. And of course, because it's TV and you got to be on the edge of your seat, if they don't get the backup server within like 20 minutes and it's in another part of town, mm-hmm. closer than LAX, but another part of town, if they don't get there in time in 20 minutes, the whole thing gets, uh, you know, it gets backed up every 12 hours. So they right. back up the buggy software. <laughs> over the original software and they lose it forever. Mm-hmm. So, uh we see Toby and Happy going to work. So this is kind of cool. We get to see a little a little teamwork from two other members of the team. Yeah. And uh again, Happy being really really tough right. and and then the Fed coming with them and uh and seeing her, you know, be badass with the Fed. Right, cuz he was, was about to shoot at it, shoot at the lock to yeah. get in cuz they couldn't get in. Yeah. Nobody was there. He's she's like, "How are you going to do that? You could kill somebody cuz the bullet can come back towards us." Yes. And Absolutely. I would have never thought. And of she that. said, "Don't make the Fed talk Don't anymore. Make the Fed talk Stop anyone. the tech from, fo- from talking." So, uh, yeah, again, really, really <laughs> showing that. Uh, thankfully, Walter figures out a plan to do a, a, a brownout. Yeah. Uh, within a ten block radius, we get to see part of Sylvester's again idiosyncrasies with his OCD. Yeah. Trying to rearrange chalk on. A, I thought this was really interesting. Sylvester, I don't know if you noticed this, maybe if you did stop me, but Sylvester starts noticing the chalk mm-hmm. and starts fixing it according to, I think, color and size. Yes. Cause, cause that's what Paige says when she decides to wipe all, all of the them. chalk except for one. Says this is the biggest and the smallest, so it's in order. Uh-huh. And he goes, great. So this guy who's so like, he was germaphobic earlier because he was talking about like 20 diseases from chicken <laughs> exposure yeah. or whatever. And so he's obviously a germaphobe too. Uh-huh. So the first thing he does when he gets his piece of chalk is he uses his hand and wipes the chalkboard yeah. with his hand with nothing else but but his hand. So I thought that was a really weird. I thought the same thing. Yeah. But then I was like, well, maybe I, I don't know. The OCD is other stuff. Maybe it has, you know, maybe it's the information he knows about. Maybe he's like, I can't get a disease from cleaning this with my hand. I know that. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. I was like, that's weird. It's, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, I guess they, the, the point was he's slowing it down because of his process and they yeah. just, they just decided to go forward. There was right. no eraser, nothing else. He just used his hand. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he couldn't concentrate because of chalk, but now all of a sudden he has no problem right. getting his hands dirty. I'm just going to say that's probably because he was like, I have no time. Cause he kind of did hesitate. Like he got the chalk 
and looked up and he was like, okay, and then cleaned it. All right, maybe I didn't, maybe that beat was a little fast for me, but maybe I'll give you that. You know, maybe he was like, I don't have time. People are not, people are going to fly out of airplanes real soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Anyway, he figures out really quickly, uh, 500,000, I think kilowatts or whatever. I might, I might be saying it wrong. I'm thinking back to the future when I say that kind of thing. Some amount of kilowatts. Uh, Some amount of kilowatts. (laughs) And, uh, they do the brownout. They get into the, um, they get into the the, the server area. I, I can't remember the name of it, but where they have the backups. And Toby, through his amazing again amazing powers of uh, behavior, you know, being a shrink, uh, behaviorism. Loved that scene. Yeah, trying to figure out the guy who's left handed. The guy's this. He's showing power. So and it's LAX, so he yeah. wouldn't have it down below. Narrows it down, pulls it out. Happy's like, Are "You sure you got the right one? How do you know you got the right one? Because it says LAX on yeah. it." So uh, really cute, really funny. Uh, funny little payoff type of scene, but still, I, I again, I, I'm loving, I'm loving uh, the different nerdy types that are together. Read my mind. I was how, literally about to say that. And yeah, and how they how they're working together, and I really yeah. love hearing a lot about someone who is incredibly intelligent when it comes to reading people mm-hmm. and figuring out everything just from looking at them and looking at their surroundings. So, kind of a very Sherlock kind of way of deducing of deducing yeah. people. So yeah, Toby again, a very, very interesting character. I'm mm-hmm. really I'm really digging him. Anyway, unfortunately though, as smart as they are, they're still prone to mistakes because Toby ended up being taking good care of the server, but he still put it next to a stereo speaker which had a magnet mm-hmm. and demagnetized the file so it was corrupted. So all of that work went for nothing. And uh and you know, of course Robert Patrick is talking about, you know, Two planes will probably be lost, and if they try and regroup, and the greater good theory is mentioned, which is right. we lose a few for the sake of saving hundreds or thousands more, and Paige, you know, Paige the obviously, non-genius. the non-genius <laughs> is like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. And possibly because uh, Walter has a crush on Paige and wants to get Paige, that uh, he decides to, okay, you know, you're right. You're and right. Uh, And actually, she says, take a deep breath. And reset, reset, which I thought was interesting because that's a very that's a very IT way of looking at a computer problem. You yeah. know, checking the on-off switch, turning it off, resetting. Yeah, and that, of course, you know, kind of cliche, mm-hmm. but you know, all of a sudden he's like, "Reset! I figured it out." Yeah. So, um, so he ends up having a new plan of action. There were a couple of moments like that in the show, obviously, but uh, anyway, so we have uh, another plan. Which is pretty much for them uh, to end up going to uh, – well, end up trying to get the uh, – well, actually, no, wait. I'm, I'm confusing it a little bit here. Stop me if I'm wrong. Okay. They did the reset thing earlier because once they got the corrupted file and they were about to give up, he sees Walter looking up at the sky at the plane. And that that's the other moment that that's, yeah. Walter sees Ralph looking up at the plane. Yeah. And that's the moment when he realizes that the planes have the original software. Yes. That was later. That was the – because like you said, they had a couple of hiccups – yeah. The, in the way. Yeah. The first one was the reset. And then they had to go get the software. That, that's that's when the reset. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apologies. The reset yeah. started the whole scene with getting the data server. Yes. To reset the system. But then when Walter looked up at the plane, it was almost, again, it's like kindred spirits and they kind of, right. like, it, it was almost like, I, th- I, I almost wonder if it was Walter trying to communicate. But looking up at the sky when, uh, not Walter, sorry, Ralph, Ralph lo- trying to communicate when he was looking uh, up at the sky you know that that Walter saw him he was like trying to show him that the planes would have the answer that's kind of what I thought I thought that that was his way of like helping him out Mm -hmm. because obviously he he's not dumb like we didn't hear a lot of Ralph 
speaking at all. Not Very at all. Very minimal. Because he, he doesn't communicate, doesn't right. get along with other kids, and right. he feels, yeah, exactly. But I don't think, even at the end, like, we saw that he feels much more comfortable with Walter, but I thought that that was his way of contributing to the situation. Mm-hmm. Totally, when he looked up at the plate. Because well, they yeah. had that moment together. They had, it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're totally bonding. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's like future daddy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, regardless... So Walter has this brilliant idea to uh, try and get the system from the planes. But in order to do that, he's got to go to uh, an airfield and has to figure out how to communicate with the planes. Right. So we see another brilliant moment with Toby and Sylvester trying to look at the at the uh, um, what do you call those? Uh, I, I'm forgetting the name right now. With the um, the, the list of passengers on all the planes. Yeah. There's a name for that, and I can't remember right now. But they're looking over the plans right. and seeing who would have a cell phone on. And, uh, and of course, uh, Toby ends up, they're rushed, rushed for time, and Toby ends up figuring out that somebody with an old analog-type yeah. phone, uh, cellular phone, which would have better service anyway, uh, would have it. And the deuce, the salesman, the 50-year-old something salesman yeah. uh, would have it on, and there's a little cute moment where the salesman doesn't believe the call and yeah. all that, but still really, really good working. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, while they're doing that, Paige and... Uh, Paige and Walter are driving through the streets of L.A., uh, which Happy's about, making all the, light, the lights turn green. And, and Happy is being very happy, probably making all the lights turn green. <laughs> and uh, because they kind of went behind uh, Gallo's back mm-hmm. on this, because Gallo was trying to figure out, um, well, he was trying to call in originally the fourth option they had, which was right. to shoot down the planes. But then he was trying to work with, uh, I guess, the government to try and find their own way to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up chasing after Walter and ended up sacrificing himself for the greater good for the greater good mm-hmm. so the greater good coming back into play which yeah. i thought was really really nice and uh with that one light on barrington that didn't work i remember it was on barrington that didn't work um so re- this was around the time when you stopped writing i know this is yeah, around the time this is when i was like i'm just going to watch this episode <laughs> because so much is happening yes. and i didn't want to miss it because when you write, you miss. Yeah. That's what it is. That happens. It happens. So this is definitely when I stopped writing. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, so of course we, we get to see this, this moment again with, uh, with Paige and, and Walter working mm-hmm. together, getting over to the airfield, trying to get the, um, trying to get the data, not being successful right away. So they end up doing, and this actually, this impressed me, uh, for a pilot too, yeah. to boot. And it really, cause it, it, this might set the tone for the series. And I, and I'm glad to see it's not just going to be all about, a bunch of people sitting around talking about things that that even you and I as normal people will be like, okay, they're talking right. about servers and computers and this and that. You know, uh, they actually is a lot of action involved too. I agree. So it involved uh, them hacking into or breaking into a Ferrari, which I thought that was a cool moment with Happy. Yeah, figuring out how to break she, into like, it. She like instantly knew. He's she like, just, hey, how do I break in? Oh yeah, just go here, open up the gas area and p- pull this out. She she sat like all bow-legged like a dude and you're like, yeah, this is what you do. And yeah. it was really it was really funny. She just took on his whole like persona yeah. when she did it too, yeah. which I thought was funny. But uh them breaking into a, a Ferrari, I believe it was, and uh hardwiring uh their laptop with uh with the plane, yeah. which involved a lot of acrobatics from Paige. Yeah, Paige even mentions that she's like, "So this all comes down to plugging something in." Yes, <laughs> that's all. That's we what. Need. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but anyway, yeah. So it, it came down to just good old fashioned uh, connection. Mm-hmm. Which actually connection very interesting because that was a, a big theme throughout the show right. about people not being no, about these people not knowing how to connect. connect. Paige not connecting 
with her son. Uh, you know, even Walter said she didn't connect with her husband, which she took offense to, mm-hmm. or with the father at least. I don't know if they, she was married, but uh, and then obviously all these people trying to connect. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. At the end, it's all about plugging in. Right. So they they plugged in very high uh, high speed uh, action. Uh, you know, uh, it was a pilot, so so uh, you know, special effects wise, it was a little. <laughs> It was a little wonky, but I'm not believable. Terrible. But believable. believable, not terrible, not yeah, the best, but believable. Totally. Yeah. And we see Catherine McPhee being paged, reaching up, grabbing the, cray grabbing cray. the thing. Yeah, cray never, cray move. Never would have done that. You, you never couldn't. Would've... No, I don't care how cute I thought this guy. Two hundred thousand people are going to be dying. You wouldn't do that. I understand that, but I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get you it. might die. You don't know if you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess as somebody that I was like feeling out, told me, trust me, you... and I won't let anything happen to you. Uh, I'd be like, okay. Well, there you go. But. But it's still a great move. And then, of course, the plane, which I thought was really cool. They plug in because the laptop was synced up. They synced it up ahead mm-hmm. of time to the laptop at LAX mm-hmm. through another uh, connection. They, uh, they didn't need the laptop to, uh, to, they didn't need the laptop to save the day. The laptop just needed to download everything 100% right. and it would have mirrored it to the other, exactly. uh, laptop over at, a- at LAX. So, of course, really, it was really awesomely done. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Paige is holding on to that laptop. It's, they, the plane has to pull up because if it doesn't pull up, it's gonna crash into the tower. And we see her, like, practically on, on the edges of her fingertips. And finally, she has to let go of the laptop just as it hits 100%. Yeah. And the day is saved. And it was, uh, and then, of course, uh, they're about to crash themselves. Mm-hmm. Walter's about to crash himself, so he does a quick spin. Amazing how a genius like that can just uh, drive the car like that and uh, spin it out just inches away from uh, from a wall that would have crushed him. We need to give a little shout out too to the co-pilot. He was also well. He was in the Air Force, right? I believe. That's yeah, right. you're in the Air says, Force. You're in the Air Force, and then he had to also yeah. be basically hanging from I, this air. Plane. I don't have the actor's name for this one, but yeah, I mean, really good, uh, really good, good acting scene. all around, yeah. really good from everyone all around. Um, yeah, I, I, was gonna, I, I can't find the name, so I'm not going to look for it right now. But uh, but anyway, so of course the day is saved, all the planes are rescued, and uh, you know the the gang is fifty thousand dollars a piece uh, richer, richer. But uh, Agent Gallo has an offer mm-hmm. for Walter. Uh, to start up, uh, he, he came to LA in particular to start a, um, strat- strategist response team, if I'm mm-hmm. saying that correctly. And, uh, he wanted to put Walter and the gang up, uh, in this team. Right. To solve all sorts of cases, whatever, whatever responses they have to do, whether it's terrorist strikes or, or an incident like this. This was not a terrorist attack. This was just a buggy software problem. Right. So just to be there, they're government funded problem solvers. Right. That's, uh, that's what Walter says later on when he's talking to Paige. So anyway, so, uh, Walter figured it out, had it all planned. It was the only logical choice. And, uh, Paige gets $50,000 at least from the, from the job. Right. And he ends up, uh, he ends up hiring Paige. Uh, you know, obviously it's, there seems to be more than just needing somebody. Oh, totally. To help with the team there. I also think, I don't think it's only his crush. I think it has a lot to do with Ralph. Cause he's, he just wants to help Ralph out. Yeah. He knows what he went through. What he's still going through, clearly mm-hmm. in his emotional connection with people. So I don't think it's just about the crush on. Yeah. Well, Paige. I think you're right. I think you're right because we see, you know, this is a character who's not really looking for love himself. He right. just broke up with a girl because he couldn't connect with her. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Ralph is the bond 
between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he also, I think he's a guy and he kind of sees this cute waitress girl. Oh, totally. And he's like, okay, interesting. Totally. You know, and, and he also seems to be a guy who needs, he needs to be around brains. So mm-hmm. he, he, it definitely is a connection there and he gets to learn a lot and she gets to learn a lot too. And, and I mean, he said it really well. Again, it comes down to con- connection, but he says, he says, I can translate your son for you. You translate the world for us. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I need you to translate the world for us. It's so, just so true. Which is, which is very true because even, even Toby has problems really, even though right. he can read people, they have problems really interacting with the mm-hmm. world in certain ways. They're yeah. very blunt. And, uh, and what I thought was a really, really beautiful, um, full circle moment. Uh, and this is the reason why I brought this up too, is when Ralph walks in and the says, sweater? hi. Yes. So when Ralph walks in and says, hi, he's wearing a sweater that says space cadet. Yes. And it's got a, uh, it's got a spaceship on it. And it wasn't as dorky as Walter's sweater. Right. But it was, it was very similar. It was like, it was, to- it was today's sweater. Yeah. It was today's sweater, version of the sweater. Exactly. Today's version of the sweater. Yeah. Totally. I saw that. And oh, I was cool. like, that's amazing. Yeah. It was a really cute little mm-hmm. bookend moment between, yeah. uh, the beginning and the end. And the closing shot really was, well, you see, you see Walter bonding with Ralph mm-hmm. while playing a video game, talking about rewinding dreams, or or talking about, I guess, their both their idiosyncrasies, their their intellectual level, and we see Paige with this look in her eyes, like she she's you know what's she thinking? Is she bonding? Is mm-hmm. she's is she happy for Ralph? Is she thinking about Walter? What's going on there? I I think she's only thinking about Ralph. Okay. I don't think she's thinking about Walter at all. I think I think the I think there's room there for both. There is, but I think in that moment yeah. when she was looking, I think she the reason she had the tears in her eyes mm-hmm. was because of how Ralph reacts to Walter. Yeah. She said he doesn't talk to anybody but me. Hmm. And here he is sitting down talking about his dreams. Yeah. To someone and playing a racing game, which is what it looked like. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I believe it was a racing game. Yeah, so I think in that moment it had to do about Ralph, but not overall. I think she does have a little thing for Walter, yeah. but in that moment I think she was like, "Well, oh. she's a mother first. I exactly. Think. I think she's a mother first. Exactly. So I, I agree with that. And and then the one thing that I did I did gloss over a little bit, and I believe he he talked about it at at the end to uh, to Paige is his connection with Gallo from from that we didn't see after the flashback right. which was Gallo kind of screwed him over mm-hmm. cuz he had uh he had Walter create tracking software mm-hmm. for military aid packages that were going to the Middle East and they turned out to be used instead as weapons right uh to send bombs out so that's where all the mistrust with Gallo comes from and mm-hmm. and we saw it uh, throughout the show even after he agreed to work with Gallo we saw little moments when it was obvious Walter didn't trust everything right. that Gallo was saying 100%. Yeah. And I think even Toby called Gallo out in the beginning there. Yeah. He was telling half the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, really interesting with Toby also being there and being able to read people. So mm-hmm. um, there's gonna, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of heads butting between Gallo and Walter throughout this series. Yeah. And uh, I'm, really, I'm really digging the show. I'm uh, very optimistic about it. I, I will be honest. Um, I mean, I loved the show when I saw it uh, after Upfronts, but you know, some of the reviews have been a little mixed. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this show needs to get a little chance. And CBS is always so good when it comes to procedurals. I'm not. I don't really watch procedurals often, but this one is definitely one I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited about. Yeah, I agree. I think that for a pilot, it did very well. Yeah. Like I, pilots to me sometimes have a very tough way of telling the story because, like you said, in one hour they are trying to sell it, yeah, and trying to get 
every story out there, but they did it very well. And if you if you look back at any successful TV show, any sex, successful one, and you look at their pilot years <laughs> after you've you've been watching it yeah. for a while, you'll notice a huge leap, and yep. and you won't even remember. Oftentimes, you won't even remember the pilot. I know. You'll see it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, really? This is the pilot? Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, like, characters change dramatically, or all sorts of things happen, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of specific examples, but I figured, well, let's not go in there, because we got got a limited amount of time. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, there was something else I was going to bring up before we get to um, predictions, but we can do predictions right now, and then we think of the rest of them. Okay. Is that good? Oh, wait, you know what? News and gossip? We'll do that too. Now, Let's do predictions first. Yeah. We'll do we're going to do everything out of order. Yeah, so we're we going to start with predictions because we're fresh from the episode. We got to see a little bit of next week's episode. A little bit. Yeah. Apparently involves something with uh, spoilers for anyone who doesn't like looking at clips from next week. We'll, we'll keep it very minimal. There's not yeah. much to know, but something involving either uh, a virus or bioterrorism. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all we got. It didn't say a lot. It didn't, yeah, tell, it didn't but, give us a ton. But we could do predictions for the season or for next week. <sighs> it's so tough think? predictions on a pilot. But yeah. in this, in every show, there has to be an antagonist. Okay. There has to be. And we didn't really get one. Aside from probably Kay Gallo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which I think he is, my prediction is that at some point he is going to once again use their intelligence mm-hmm. to get ahead in other ways and not tell him the complete truth. So I do think it'll happen again. I think he's going to betray the trust and poor Walter is going to be upset and left to figure out how to save the world. I know that sounds like a intense, but I think what he, he's going to try and do something and Walter's going to have to stop him. That's going to be like a prediction way further in the... Yeah, I feel like that I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like that's something that will probably happen closer to a season finale. Right. You know, we'll see if Gallo's, where his loyalties lie. Exactly. If he's going to be doing something like with the government or who knows, maybe maybe even he'll have to break away and, and Scorpion Team Scorpion will have to break away too from government funded uh, right. missions. We'll see that. That seems like something. One thing I noticed, it was a real heartbeat where it happened and I think it's definitely come into play is Toby's such a player. It's mm-hmm. so obvious the way he's dressed even. Like, I, I bet you he's probably a really good pickup artist, not mm-hmm. just a gambler, that that I think he's going to be making moves on page. On page. And and because of this, because of the fact that they're both really concentrated on Ralph being page and, and Walter are uh-huh. concentrated on Ralph, that Walter is not going to realize right away that Toby's making moves on page. But at the end of the, of the episode, Toby's like the waitress left, if that's who you were looking for. He's, yeah, so, but I think that also says that Toby Toby doesn't really relate to people that well. He could true, read you're them. Right. So if Toby wants a girl, he could probably. I, I'm thinking if Toby wants a girl, he could probably knows exactly what to do to kind of mm-hmm. to say to smooth him over or right. something like that. You Which know? I totally see that. Yes, I even feel like the hat. You know, like like yeah. there's a style pickup artist called Peacock. I almost feel like that was like a Peacock type thing. This yeah. hat. And, you know, we we saw that also brilliant moment with Toby where he folds his arms in front of Gallo with Gallo, uh-huh. and Gallo's like, "What are you doing?" And he's oh, yeah. like, "Oh, I'm mirroring you so you could subconscious." Consciously relate to me, so uh, right. yeah. So I feel like he definitely can make a play for. Uh, he could definitely make a play for Paige. So I really see that becoming. I don't know if it's becoming a full-on triangle, but I definitely see you that see becoming coming a little friction between Toby and Walter. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're doing this out of order because I messed up, so I screwed up. Right. We just like to live life on the edge. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm sure. 
Everybody knows who Catherine McPhee is, but she was <laughs> in New York promoting Scorpion, and people were just raving about her outfit. I know you probably aren't going to care, Nando. I care. But she did look pretty good. Because if she looks good, I, I care if she looks um, good. Yeah, she was wearing like a mini fuchsia dress, mm-hmm. looking very, very hot, uh, out there doing some shopping, and you can see on the screen, Nando, look at her. She looks so good. Oh, she Those does. legs? Are you kidding me? She uh, looks amazing. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been a fan of her since American Idol. So, I mean, she lost to Taylor Hicks, but I, I she was number one in my heart. So there you go. I didn't watch American Idol that season. I'm not going to lie. But what I do like about her is that she can act. Mm-hmm. She actually can act. She's not just one of those people that became famous and started doing a bunch of random stuff. No, this girl can act. I like her. So, yeah, she was in New York, and um, nobody spotted her with her fellow co-star... Yes, who is Elias. Elias. Elias Cabell. Nobody spotted them together in New York, mm-hmm. but they have been spotted yeah. canoodling <laughs> in other places. Yes, there have been some photos on the internet. There have been some photos. Yeah, and she was while she was there, she was also on... She was on... I'm going to tell you right now. She was on a show while in New York. They interviewed her about the show. Uh, one of the late night shows. What am I thinking? In New York? So yeah. it was either Fallon or Letterman? I think it was Letterman. She was on Letterman. Yeah. Okay. She was on Letterman. Or Myers. No, it was Letterman. Okay. And uh, they asked her about nude photos. And she said, did something just happen <laughs> in the last 10 minutes that <laughs> I don't know about? And laughed about it. But never answered the question. Huh. So we'll see Catherine McPhee. Yeah. What else we come up with so. her? Over the course of the season, well, we'll see. I mean, as far as that, as far as the show's concerned, uh, and this kind of ties in with predictions as well. There will be a crossover uh, between uh, Scorpion and another one of uh, CBS's shows. Uh, it's going to be Scorpion with NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, so there will be obviously that Scorpion takes place in Los Angeles. It only makes sense that that would be the, sh- the as sh- opposed to New Orleans, right? Uh, but uh, what, what's really surprising about this is they're doing a crossover with an NCIS show, and yet the CBS's new NCIS show, New Orleans. As far as I know, there's no crossover plan for that. And, you know, that makes more sense to yes. have the two NCIS shows do a crossover. So this is going to happen around, I believe, around Halloween. Cool. And, uh, yeah, Linda Hunt from NCIS Los Angeles is going to guest star uh, around Halloween. And we'll definitely have some more stuff. We're definitely anticipating hopefully getting some guests on the show and doing a lot more exciting things. And that brings me to uh, iTunes. We are, uh, you know, it's our first episode. So uh, if you're listening to us, thank you so much for listening to us. Most likely you're probably uh, tuning into us live uh, on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, or you're listening to us a couple of days later because you're familiar with AfterBuzz. But please uh, subscribe to us and give us a rating. Uh, it really does support us uh, if we have a lot of fans listening in. And we try and do the best job that we can, so we'd love to hear feedback as well. But we do the best job that we can. If you can give us some good ratings, that would benefit us when we go and talk to people and we get cast members and the producers and the writers. And ultimately, it really just gets every other show here on AfterBuzz uh, looking excellent as well. And it supports everybody here. So, yeah. Yeah, please do us uh, do us a favor and comment, rate, subscribe on iTunes, also on YouTube or on AfterBuzzTV.com. Let us know what you think of this show. Yes. Very excited to be doing this. Very excited to be doing a show with you, Monty. Very excited. Yes, so it should be really, really good. Monty, where can they find you during the week? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monty Bolanos. 
Awesome. And you're also doing Gotham. I am doing yeah. Gotham. So that's later on tonight for those yes. of you who, who, who are tuning in live. Excellent pilot as well. Yeah, awesome. Way different. Way different shows. Both very good. Beautiful. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel. That's N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Uh, you know, it's fall season, so obviously shows are coming back. I'm excited to be doing Blacklist. The season Ooh. premiere is tonight. And uh, also looking forward to uh, Walking Dead and Homeland coming out later this fall. Uh, but till then, you can tune in next week at our regular time here at after Buzz to catch the next episode of Scorpion. Thank you very much, and catch you next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 